Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast here. We're going to break down why people keep pushing the Justin Fields idea on the Steelers as their only move that they can make in this offseason. That, what it would take for that to happen, and a lot more of what the Steelers need to keep doing in this offseason. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show in your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right, $150 if your bet wins by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on to get started all right Steelers fans let's talk about what's going on with the Justin Fields situation and if you're saying Chris you've covered this already I know and people won't leave this topic alone here's the thing about Justin Fields now for the update and why we're bringing this up Adam Schefter uh, was on ESPN and he said listen Mike Tomlin really likes uh, you know Justin Fields and that there's a possibility there and the Vegas odds makers have now made the Steelers the favorites to land Justin Fields as it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Bears want to move on from him to go get their first round quarterback with their with their high pick this year they also have two high picks this year Um, so listen I get it. It makes sense that you'd want to get that, but I'm going to continue to maintain this point until I see otherwise. The Steelers are not spending the draft capital. The Bears want them to to get this pick. Now, if you're sitting here saying, Chris, but Justin Fields, the way that he plays, it fits Arthur Smith's style. He could run. He could be athletic. He has an arm. He can you. He could do things that Kenny can't, and there's all these things that you that you could work out that. Listen, I agree. I like Justin Fields coming out of college. I even think that if he's put in the right situation right now, that you could see him play better. Um, you could see him develop into a better quarterback, into even a franchise quarterback. There is that potential. But here's the problem with this gamble. You're gambling on a guy who, in his time with, with the Bears in over the past three seasons, he's thrown a combination of, uh, I think it's 30 interceptions and 34 fumbles uh, in, in those times. That's a lot of turnovers in just in just three seasons and that's not the rate the Steelers want to go with now you could also say hey well Chris the Bears have been a bad situation no quarterback looks good for the Bears I agree with that but again the two problems that you run into if you are the Steelers and you really want to get Justin Fields do you want to pay what is going to be a day one or day two pick for a guy who has one year left on his contract, and basically if you bring him in and you want to have and, and he plays well and you don't sign him to the fifth year extension, he can hit free agency and you could lose him if you if you get right if you get it right with him, or if he plays poorly and you don't have him, then you wasted what was a second or third round pick or even first round pick because the Bears are really trying to get whatever they can for for this. Um you're wasting a, a potential developmental piece that can become a key part of your team and be on a rookie deal for the next four years for a guy that is basically a rental. And if he hits, great, awesome, but that is a high-risk, high-reward type of bet. 
And especially when right now it's also that you are looking at a guy who you've seen his track record, you've seen him there. And if you could get Justin Fields for a fourth round pick, a fourth in a future, you know, day three pick, all for it. That makes sense. Go for that. Do that. But I don't think the Bears are giving him up for that much, and at least initially. There's always the chance that uh, Justin Fields and the Bear, you know, the Bears can't get get as much compensation for him, and they and they're low, and they're asking price lowers because the market just isn't there. But if I'm the Steelers, I'm not touching this until that asking price is a day three pick or multiple day three picks because right now you got too many concerns. To, to address on your team right now than to just go gambling on a one-year quarterback. And again, if Justin Fields was on the second or third year of his contract, that might that would be different for me because this year, like if you sign him right now, you, you have to also give him that fifth-year extension if you want to make sure that you're keeping him after this year. That fifth-year extension is probably like, I think, like 20-some million dollars of a cap hit. That's a huge cap hit for a guy that you just don't know. And you'd basically be saying, if you're bringing him in for that, he's taking over the number one duties. That's it. You're just getting him. And that, that's a lot to bet on in this situation. And again, for a guy who hasn't been it before, I just I don't see the the reason to gamble on that when you can go into the draft, look at all your guys and examine the field and build a roster with with all the picks here. You're trying to rebuild things for this team. You're trying to get younger on both sides of the ball. Uh, and I mean, offense is pretty young, but you want to get more talent there. You want to you want to finish building your offensive line. You maybe want to add a third wide receiver. You want on defense. You want to find that next big defensive line piece that goes next to Keanu Benton. You want to find a corner that plays that places next to Joey Porter Jr. and you know, athletic linebacker safety you got so many things that you actually can address in this draft class that has those talents and if you're trading away a day two pick and a day two pick is either uh a first or first second or third round pick here you're giving away options that can help solve those problems right now and for the future and that's where the Steelers I just don't think it's worth the juice is worth the squeeze here if you're trying to get this Justin Fields things thing to work again if they can get it to a fourth round pick or multiple day three picks, fine. I'm all for I'm all for that. But let's not pretend that this is some easy just chew and dunk thing that they, if they do, everything will be fixed and they don't need their draft picks that they're still trying to build with right now. It's just the, the thing that makes the most sense right now is wait the Bears out. If they get a great price from someone else, if someone gives them the first or second round, good for them. But you housed the Bears just last year when you traded away Chase Claypool for a, the 30, what ended up being the 32nd overall pick of the draft, the first pick of the second round. You do not need to go back and give them a favor by having them pass off an offensive player who they're ready to move on for for a day two pick. It just doesn't make sense. Again, this is not to say I don't like Justin Fields. I liked him coming out of college. And again, I think he can do something. But you can't bet on that with one year. It's just it's just not the Steelers' way. And if they do this, it would be a break in the Steelers' way, and it would be a major gamble. And if, and if that happens, we'll talk about it here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. But as it stands... It does not add up, and I just think that it's it's a narrative that I'm sure I'm going to be asked to talk about it again at some point. But at this point in time, Chris Carter here, I'm it's I just don't do not see it coming in any way, shape, or form from this from this front office. Um, but things that they can do, I think involve kind of what they've sort of planned already with some of the cuts that they've made to open up space in free agency to go get guys to fit on this roster we'll talk about what those moves need to be here on the locked on Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter stick with us we still got a lot to discuss 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. And there's always great chances to win on FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 bet. If you're like me, football season being over doesn't mean I'm done with sports because FanDuel is here to give you so many ways to play and win in the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more action that's available out there. You can you can make quick bets. You can find different ways to win. You can make same-game parlays. You can get exclusive prop bets and so much more on all the active sports. And with all of basketball, college basketball, uh, and, and hockey, there's action every single night. New customers, if you join FanDuel Sportsbook today, you get $150 back in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now, and you can sign up for that amazing offer, and there's no better time to join. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment war with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're getting back into this discussion a little bit. I'm, I'm going to move on from Justin Fields because I'm going because I know we're going to have to talk about it again at some point. Uh, but uh, I, again, I want to stress this point about what the Steelers are trying to do to build their roster right now. Also, uh, if you're looking at this on YouTube or you're listening to this on on on, on wherever you're listening to it on whatever app, uh, we do apologize if there's any differences from the normal set of the show. We are I'm still on the road here in Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm getting ready to cover uh, Pitt versus Virginia for some ACC basketball for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Um, uh, and there's a lot of stuff that we can that, that I'm doing there. So uh, I'm on the road here in an Airbnb pardon our dust as we work through that but uh, let's get into some of the parts of this that I think that need to be highlighted and look at what the Steelers are trying are, are doing right now with their roster as of now as I've recorded this they've already let go of Chooksakor for Presley Harvin and Mitch Trubisky they're still a little bit over the cap for this season but that'll be easily rectified as soon as they let go of Allen Robinson which will free up 10 plus million dollars they could do the same with Mason Cole and I'd also say they'd probably look the same at a guy like Patrick Peterson you could look at guys like uh, Minka Fitzpatrick who you could re- re- restructure their deal TJ Watts deal the same way you look guys who are on the last years of their deals like Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson and and either sign them to extensions or give them void years to try to move their money down the line. There's a lot of ways to build this roster right now. But here's the thing about going out and if you're if you're so desperate to go get an expensive quarterback right now, what you're trying to do right now is put yourself back in the position where everything is str- is strong and pointed in the right direction as far as position groups on this team until you figure out the quarterback position. Um, and you could still figure that out by getting a decent quarterback. Again, Arthur Smith's system made Ryan Tannehill a Pro Bowler uh, and, and made and was it was a top ten offense uh, in in the two years that he was with the Titans because of the way that they were build, building it. I think everything that points to what the Steelers are doing, getting Arthur Smith, you know, creating the cap space that they're creating right now, it points to building the roster, building a well-rounded uh, uh, organization, a well-rounded team that's going to be able to to kind of just say, hey, we're going to lead by having the better offensive line, the better offensive weapons, the better defense, and then let quarterback be the game manager position, which Again, it makes a lot of sense because they are. That's where they are. That's where they need to get to right now. Whereas you can, they could gamble on quarterback 
and make a really big and put invest what's a lot of draft picks and to try to you know uh, to try to go get that one guy that can fix everything or you can use all of those picks to address different areas so that maybe next year if you get these things right like you did last year you're in a position to then gamble on quarterback think think of it this way uh, when you look at the, the cuts that they've made and look, look at what they did la- last year, they brought in Broderick Jones. That's a piece for your offensive line for the future. Joey Porter Jr. looks like a pillar cornerback for the for, for the future as well. Keanu Benton looks like one of those defensive linemen that could be there for a long time. You got those guys. You still got Darnell Washington, Nick Herbert, guys that you're that, that are that are just, that are going to be developing as well as those guys, but guys that look like contributors to your to your team. Let's say the Steelers have another offseason like this where they also add a veteran like Isaac Sayamalu. Say you get like an Isaac Sayamalu a level player at like cornerback if you go and get a guy that plays well there across from Joey Porter Jr. and then in the draft you hit on with you with three of your draft picks you get good players uh like you know say you get you fix you fix center you get the other offensive tackle or you get uh, a playmaker wide receiver or that's where you get your cornerback or you get a top safety that can pair with Minka Fitzpatrick or a young linebacker that can be part of that group or another defensive lineman you hit on just those four pieces, we're just talking about three draft picks and at least one free agent signing. You start to balance this roster out so much better. And then all of a sudden, this upcoming year, you're 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 saying, hey, whether it's Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Ryan Tannehill, whoever you have at at um at at quarterback, you you are in a position where after this season, you'll have the core of your of your young offense together. You'll be able to decide. You'll you'll be able to build build with that. You'll be able to keep. You'll say your offensive line's trending in the right direction. A lot of guys still on rookie deals. You're able to look at defense. Say that you've paid the the, the star players to stick around, and you got young guys developing there there as well. You could be in a position where you're like, okay, you know what? We feel comfortable enough at a lot of these key positions: the O line, the secondary, the D the D line. Then that you know what? Now in 2025. Now's the time to try to make a splash at quarterback to go get somebody high up in the draft or see if there's a, a prospect out there to trade for that will make you that much better. But this year, you still got too many things that you want to fix. And the Steelers, listen, the things that they were doing the, the, this past year, if they have a better quarterback, yeah, they, they are a more competitive team. And they might even beat the Bills in, in that situation. But I don't think that, that puts them in the Super Bowl conversation. And I also think it kind of derails the the youth movement that they're trying to bring in to become a line of scrimmage dominant team that's not just dependent on quarterback play but also is playing well look at the way the Chiefs won this year they have the best quarterback in football right now in Patrick Mahomes but you know what won them throughout the year they had a great defense their own line was well invested into and they and they kept moving forward with that group and when they needed Patrick Mahomes then he was able to step in and make superstar play but it was a balanced roster that made them Super Bowl champions this, this year and I think it was steady. A lot of you know good picks, guys like Trent McDuffie that they got early in the draft, guys in the late, in the later parts of the drafts that they added as well. They want the Steelers want to get to that point where they have that kind of a nucleus where they're competing and being and being very good uh, and and being a team that can hang with the Bills and the Chiefs and you know those top teams in the NFL and not just hang them beat beat them you know find a way to be one of those competitive teams without going all out and 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 trying to take one big big stab that if you go wrong it ruins everything for the next four four to five years and I think that they're on the cusp of being in that position to to say hey 
we've invested everywhere else. We've gotten everything else right. Now we can go get that quarterback. But if you do that now, before it's before you've completed that that movement, before you've completed your offensive line, before the, I think you found that next that, that third pillar of the of the youth movement that you're building building with on defense. Like again, Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, two really good guys that I think are, are are good for the long haul. But I think you need one more young player there that's a star level type player on defense that can be a developed piece in the next four to five years uh, to grow with those guys so that you know when you know when TJ William Cam Hayward's on the back end of his career already and he's you know he maybe has another two years at best I think uh, with the Steelers but when you look at TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick these guys are in their prime and they're going to probably be in their prime for another four to five years or or, or so. Um, you know, maybe TJ Watt, maybe three to four years because he's he's about to turn thirty. Uh, but you look at those guys, at those guys and those superstar players. You want to have that next core of superstars or, or star players developed on your defense to come right behind them. And this is the chance to solidify that you do have them. And that's where I think again the investment still needs to be focused on what you can do in this draft class. And I want to talk about in this next segment some of the guys that we've looked at across the board uh, because I've also contributed to my first uh, big board of the season uh, with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It's not all my big board picks, but uh, I worked with Ray Fittipato and Brian Batko, um, and we talk about this on the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, so go check that out as well. But uh, I've, I've gone through and ranked a bunch of guys, and I want I want to go over how many different picks could really work out for the Steelers at several positions of need in this year's draft that, again, will show you they don't need to make the wild play right now. They don't need to sell the whole farm for one guy, um, you know, when they have so many other guys that can build up the farm to eventually get to that position where you can make such an aggressive move. Uh, because again, I think this draft class has a lot of special talents and a lot of a lot of depth at positions of need for the Steelers. And that's what Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and Andy Weidel need to be focused on, not making big splash plays in, in the in the trade market just to just to do so and say, hey, we got this big this big name that used to be a first round pick uh, from the Bears at quarterback. Because guess what? They did that with Mr. Trubisky last year or two years ago, and it and it didn't didn't work out. And not that Justin Fields is Mr. Trubisky, but that's why you'd prefer to make sure that you know, Mitch Trubisky was a was a low risk signing. And if Justin Fields is a free agent, by all means, go out and get him. But he ain't. You got to trade for him right now. So that's where I'm just like the Steelers. They have a good idea of where they want to go. We'll talk about some of the different some of the different groups that we've seen on on our big board that could be really beneficial to the Steelers. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Back. 
back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our show here, and I want to walk you through the first big board that I've contributed to this year, like I said. So uh, for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, we did a big board of top players at positions across the board that the Steelers could be looking at with their early picks uh, in the NFL draft. Um, and uh, this wasn't these weren't all necessarily just my rankings. I specifically contributed to uh, the linebackers, the secondary, and the uh, and uh, punter uh, because that's obviously a need. And even before they cut Presley Harvin, we're like they, they're going to go get a punter this year probably. Uh, but uh, Ray Fittipato and Brian Batko also contributed to this. So some of these are they're also their rankings. But I agree with all, with a lot of their with a lot of their points here in the in the in the the structure of which how they've built a lot of a lot of these a lot of these rankings. So let's go at this, and we we'll quickly acknowledge center. Center is obviously important. You've heard me talk about it a lot. I'm not undervaluing it. I'm just going to express. I'm going to talk a lot more about other positions on this segment because I have told you a lot about Jackson Powers, Johnson, and Zach Frazier and the importance of the Steelers getting one of those two guys uh, in this draft class. And there are other guys like Graham Barton, Cedric Van Pran, Bo Limmer. All those guys certainly are prospects, but I don't think that they're home run prospects the way that if the Steelers get one of those top two guys, they know their center position looks great for the for the, year, for the years to come. But let's look at other key positions that you could be looking at for the Steelers that, that would make a lot of sense for them right now. And specifically, let's look at offensive tackle because tackle is a position where if the Steelers double down and get there, you can get two dominant tackles. The Steelers haven't had two dominant tackles at the same time in a long time. And I've said this several times before, you know, over the past several years, um, you know, when you look at the Steelers greats and the legends on all positions across the board, offensive tackles like the one group that you don't see like superstar Hall of Fame talent the way you do in others. You know, they have Dermonte Dawson and Mike we- and Mike Webster at center, and you could throw Marquise Pouncey, Jeff Hardings, and other guys there. They have guards like Alan Fanica, uh, like David DeCastro. They have quarterbacks like uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Terry Bradshaw. Running backs like Franco Harris and Le'Veon Bell and Jerome Bettis. Receivers like Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown. You name them. They got they got they got that everywhere. Um, you know, tight ends another position where you really kind of just have Heath Miller, but cornerback Rod Woodson, Mel Blunt, linebackers Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, defensive line Joe Green, the Steel Curtain Cam here. You you can go everywhere. Safeties Donnie Shell, uh, Tamika Fitzpatrick, Triple Amalu. They they're everywhere. Tackle is the one position the Steelers have not been dominant in in building in their time as a franchise. And if they could get Broderick Jones and another really good athletic offensive lineman that plays tackle and can get to the second level that could be a good piece now uh my friend Ray Fittipaldo from the Post-Gazette he was ranking guys as far as guys that the Steelers could get he really likes JC Latham out of Alabama I've only seen limited tape of Latham but from what I've understood he is a very good run blocker he dominates at the line of scrimmage and he could be and he's really he's strong in pass protection he could be a guy that if you're able to get him with the 20th overall pick him and Broderick Jones you put them out there you're good at tackle you're going to dominate the, those positions. You're probably going to get great protection for whoever your quarterback is. You're also probably going to dominate the ground game. Now, if you take that guy attack, take a, a guy like J.C. Latham at tackle at 20. Um, there's also guys like Amarius Mims, Talaiz Fuaga, um, guys that'll be there. I don't expect Joe Alter, Olo uh, Fashanu to be there. They're, they're going to probably going to be top 10 picks, top 15 picks at at, at, at the lowest. Um, but if you get one of those other one of those other three guys, Latham, Mims, or Fuaga, you could really set yourself up for having that. That, that is a great spot. Now you. Need to make sure you go get your center in the second round, or maybe trade up in the second round and make sure that you get Zach Frazier, because um, I don't think Jackson Powers Johnson will even get to the second round this year. Uh, but 
that's another position where you're building up. And if you get tackle and center solidified in this draft class, you got you, you got Sayamalo and Daniels at guard. You got Herbig uh, on the on the backup offensive line. You could be set for several years on the offensive line. And and one thing to remember is that when you have like three anchor pieces on the offensive line, it makes it easier to fill in the other spots. Like, for example, you go back to the 2010s, you know, Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro, they were the anchors of that offensive line. Ramon Foster, great player, awesome person, and a good friend. We, you know, he's a guy that I've talked to plenty of times. Um, but Ramon Foster wasn't the anchor of that offensive line. He was, you could have a guy like Ramon Foster who was very solid, but not dominant per se, uh, compared to Pouncey and, and DeCastro because you had those other two guys there. Same thing for guys like Calvin Beecham and Alejandro Villanueva. I will say Marcus Gilbert played like an anchor until he got injured uh, in the mid-2010s. And that was an unfortunate injury that derailed what could have been the other piece of that offensive line that kept that group dominant and maybe even lasted until now if you look at how unfortunate that that group of offensive offensive linemen's injuries kind of shortened their careers Pouncey was expected to be around a few more years than he was say with same with David DeCastro uh and uh you know Gilbert ended much earlier but still uh that that crew fine there so if you could figure that out for the next you know assemble that crew that you build around for the next 10 years that's a great problem to have solved. Uh, and there's other positions like that. Corner is another really strong position in this draft class. Uh, and that was one one group that I did that I did put together on the big board for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And again, go to post-gazette.com if you want to read it. We have what's called the skinny, the fit, and the latest. We talk about you know a baseline understanding of who the players are, then how they fit the Steelers, and then the latest news as far as where they might be in the draft process. And this is a big board that will update throughout the seed throughout the offseason you know with the combine with with the with pro days and then with visits and all the things that we learn about these guys we'll be moving these rankings up and down uh throughout that time uh but I've listed my top five corners in this draft class. I, I really like Terrion Arnold out of Alabama, Quinion Mitchell out of uh, Toledo, Cooper DeGene out of Iowa, Nate Wiggins out of Clemson, and Kool-Aid McKintree also out of Alabama. The Steelers, if they got any one of those five guys in my book, they'd put themselves in a position to kind of be where the Browns are in their secondary uh, with Denzel Ward and uh, Greg Newsom. Two, you'd have two guys that you can leave in man coverage, all day long and trust that they're going to win most of their matchups even against top flight receivers you get that kind of production at corner you're in a good spot but even if say you didn't go there and you didn't get go get safety in the or cornerback in the first round safety has tons of talent that you can get in the second round like if you got your center in the first and you wanted to get something else uh safety is another position where if you get a young guy who's on a deal for the next four years and is a really good contributor for you next to Minka Fitzpatrick that's a cheap player that's a really good piece in your defense and if you hit there it's a big it's, it's another big addition to your team that helps you and uh, get a lot of answers across the board and this is there's some good safeties that I think fit in the second round I really like Tyler Newbin out of Minnesota he had five five interceptions he has really good numbers when he's been being targeted uh, out of Minnesota and he also six foot two so you could maybe put him on some tight ends put him in uh in, in some good spots there but even if you wanted to go past him and wait a little bit longer I think you know Kate Kalen Bullock out of USC is another six three type of guy I really like Tyke Smith out of Georgia now he's smaller um but with his style of play, he can play a lot of slot, and that's what I want in a safety is a guy that gives me options either at playing in the box or playing in the slot that makes Minka Fitzpatrick not have to be in that position because the Steelers moved him around because I don't think that they trusted a guy like DeMonte KZ or Keanu Neal to, to stick guys in the slot as as well. And maybe Shannon Sullivan, maybe he's kept around and he can help with that, but I think a safety like Tyke Smith who can help you with that, 
that's another that's another building block for your defense who also has good ball skills and I also like the way Tyke Smith gets involved in the run defense again that's a guy maybe you can get in the third or fourth round this year that you that you don't have to throw away your picks for at linebacker there's lots of picks that I, I love in this class I really um I really like got you know the top guy I think is Edger and Cooper out of Texas A&M if they got him I think they'd be that like he's he's your next stalwart linebacker that's going to hold down the middle of the defense for years to come um, a lot of people know about Jeremiah Trotter of course his dad you know Jeremiah is senior a uh, former NFL player we know the Steelers love bloodlines but the guy that I really like that could be a great fit if he fits he falls to the third round is Peyton Wilson out of NC State he's 6'4 he's got long arms we talked about him because he was part of the mock draft Monday uh, picks that we talked about and that guy can cover I think he had four interceptions last year he's big enough that he can help against the run he can be physical and he has good instincts against the pass that's a guy who I think that if you drafted you could still have Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts as your starters but he could be infused quickly and maybe even take the snaps off of one of those guys as the year develops and and he gets sharp sharper there but this is where I'm talking about I just talked about just a few positions tackle center linebacker cornerback and safety we haven't even gone over like which receivers could be the best fits for the Steelers if they were to wait until like the second or third round to make their move move in the fourth or the fourth round um you know we didn't get into like if they wanted to get other interior offensive linemen we didn't get even get into uh defensive line we're trying to get another guy to pair with Keanu Benton for the long future if the Steelers don't see that being with DeMarvin Leal there's a lot of different ways for them to go which again gets back to my point it's not the time to spend big to bring in Justin Fields on a one-year deal and then have to sign him to a fifth-year extension before you have you before you've even seen him play it's not the move right now and there's plenty of other moves to be made and that's those and it's plenty those are plenty of other moves that we'll keep focusing on here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast throughout the rest of the offseason I'm your host Chris Carter uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette post-gazette.com find me here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of those daily episodes. We're back tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Mm-hmm.